You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome to Go Plug Yourself, talking to the most interesting people in Montreal since 2011. Hey, if you're enjoying Go Plug Yourself, why not do us a favor and help spread the word about the show? Tell your friends about us online or in person, and it would really help us out. Maybe even vote for us in Cult Montreal's Best of Montreal's Reader Poll. Walter and I love doing the show, and we would really appreciate whatever support you can give us. Enjoy the show, everybody, and go plug yourself. Do you want to get it? Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's Walter and Keith talking on the internet. You always do that as your sound check. And, and it's just sort of like. One, two, three, tie my shoe. Exactly. Dad, did your dad, did your dad won't not, you tie my did shoe? Did your dad not tie your shoe? No, it's a good, it's like a vocal warm up. Yeah, exactly. Daddy. My dad is a skeleton. <laughs> my dad is a skeleton. Yeah. It's, move, it's different words from consonants. Uh, are, we, are we going on that? Yeah. Is that what we started with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we started off as we often do with your sound check. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we yeah, do Yeah, Keith always tricks me like that. Yeah, once, once the levels are good, I just. He's like, he's like, Walter, say some nonsense. And then he's like, oh, I got you. We were actually we got six years straight recording. For, yeah, it gets me every <laughs> episode 158, and you're still getting tricked. You know, yeah, fool me once. It. Shame on me. Fool me 165 times. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I think it was because the Vance episode was so much about wrestling, but for some reason it feels like it's been a long Still time. On that, eh? It feels like it's been a long time since we've done a good book yourself. But then sh- 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 But then I realized maybe it just feels like a really long time since we've been recording in Grumpies. It's that's that's it is a fact. This is so like we we're not recording in Grumpies for a while. We usually record here. There was a incident next door. Yeah, I big heard. fire. Yep. And uh, this place was only like there was, as you can see, there was like really no damage sustained by Grumpies, but they were only supposed to be closed for like a day or two. Okay. And then the city came in, and there was like, oh, we got to change the roof here, and blah 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 blah. And the These building are some and very all this old shit. buildings. Yeah. So I feel like, that if the building next to you like had a lot of internal structural damage. It I wasn't even. I was asking uh, Ke- Evan. Ca- <laughs> you were to call him Cowboy. Oh, shut up. Someone's checking <laughs> the air quality, right? Yeah. Like, we're good. This yeah. Is yeah we're, no, we're, fine. we're fine. And he, anyway, they were the, they were saying that the, it was just that like you know they had to change some stuff next doors and those permits and blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so next thing they know they were closed for like a month but yeah. uh congrats uh, grumpies on, grumpies li- on living living through the great bishop street fire yep. of 2018 yep uh, i actually really thought that fire was like a sign of karma oh karma? yeah yeah no no go on go on on this I go wanna, on please, please, oh, go no, oh no no can't no oh can't talk about that stuff. i mean if you long time listeners know our thoughts about some of the establishments that were See, now, now I don't want you to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but certainly there's like there were some businesses that were hurt like I used to I used to manage a comedy works there for uh, next door you, know, you guys ever check out that comedy club there yeah I did not uh, I yeah, I used to. I used to manage. I've always it. meant to. I used to manage that spot happened. for a couple of years. So oh, really? I, was, I was in the yeah. drinking at the bar that's cool. instead. So, yeah. anyways, it was sad to kind of see. Like, so, so that, so that's been uh, shut down for the time being, I guess. But oh, I got caught up in the fire. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, uh, big, big, big. But yeah. Um, anyway, but we're here now. Grumpy's, Grumpy's is, is open. Let's not talk about, I'm happy those about other that. Happy about that. You guys, you guys have been to Grumpy's before, no? No, for no, really? Wow. I've been to this establishment before. Yes, I more than once. I, be, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hard, hard to believe. If you're late, <laughs> I'm an avid drinker. I've been here. Oh yes, yes. What a what a surprise! surprise what a shock! Surprising. Hey everybody, the voice you're hearing that that man who claimed who just claimed he was an avid drinker. Uh, guess what? He's my cousin. Huh? And I just found this out through 23andMe. Thanks, 23andMe. <laughs> what is that? It's 23andMe is like a genealogy. You never heard of that? 23, it's like a genealogy thing. No. 
Uh, what's the other? What's the other genealogy website? Uh, Ancestry.com. Thanks, Ancestry.com. Actually, it's not. Um, the re way I found out that I was related to Brandon, say hi again, Brandon, real quick, so people identify your voice. Hey, how you guys doing? I Brandon found, here. I found that out through our other guest today, Chris Manolo. Hey, guys. And and I met. You're just sort of like a white guy, last name Ling. That's weird. I know one of them already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Do not call the white Asians in such a matter. <laughs> Have you, ever been called, have you ever been called a white Asian before? All the time. They're not even white Asian, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's fucking great, yeah. Ivan, you want to hear a funny Ling story? I'll tell you a funny Ling story. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Are we, you want to introduce them? Can I just finish introducing I guess you can. Here? Yeah, and we then, can introduce we'll, Chris. Okay. I'm not that important. No, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll introduce Chris. <laughs> so I came, in, I came in touch with, with, with these fine gents mm -hmm. uh, when I did the, uh, the, the, the 420 show, the right. April 20th show. April 20th show? <laughs> <laughs> you got me paranoid about it. <laughs> you could the say April that. 20th show for no reason whatsoever? Uh, yeah. The April Good Time Comedy yeah. Show. It's and on April 20th. <laughs> and Chris is the uh, CE... No, I fucked it up. So is the, <laughs> vice president. I, I decided on your title, and then I, regardless of what you told me, right. uh, is the vice president slash... A part of a, a, a co-owner. Co-owner. There it is. <laughs> so good. This is so I didn't. I didn't smoke before I came. Uh, um, as slash co-owner of um, uh, the uh, prohibition. Nice. And <laughs> shut up, Keith. I and really Brandon <laughs> is the uh, district manager of the Greater Canada. Greater Canadian area. Uh, there, the Greater Canadian area of uh, prohibition. Upper. I, I was gonna say like the 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 what's the thing that you learn in geography or whatever. North. Like, north. The dis the district manager of like the Canadian. Shield or something like. <laughs> like. I like that. Yeah. That's my new title. <laughs> that all right on your door? Can we write that on my door? <laughs> so yeah, 420. Chris and you know Chris and 420. Uh, Chris and uh, Prohibition. I'm fucking this whole thing up. Nice I haven't eaten a lot today. Chris and uh, Pro and, and Prohibition. Chris and Prohibition. Generally, Mr. generally. Chris is also known as Mr. Prohibition. Mr. Prohibition himself <laughs> generously decided to, to sponsor that show, and it went off great. And then he was like, and then on the phone, or I think like via an email one day, you're like. Oh, maybe your cousin Brandon Ling would like to show up, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is Brandon Ling? <laughs> I'm like, it's like I've never heard of you before in my life, and this guy who I've just started talking to is now talking to me about a relative, and I'm like, what is it? What are you talking about? <laughs> I like, I like to imagine you just getting like real, real aggressive, being like, I don't have a cousin named Brandon, you liar. <laughs> Why did the exact same thing? Because he instantly started referring to me as as your cousin. Yeah. So I get I get back to my office one day, and he's like. I, bro, I found your cousin. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You found my cousin. No, no, I found him. And I'm like, what are you saying? And he's like, bro, I found your cousin. So then he, he shows me, I think, your Facebook. I don't know what. He yeah. goes, Walter Ling. And I'm like, who the fuck is Walter Ling? <laughs> I don't know Walter Ling. And there's three of us. <laughs> and there's three <laughs> generations of Walter Lings that you don't even no, know no, about. No, no, never heard That's of amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and, and so we'll talk the about that. The blood is strong in our family. So now, now with that context, please. Hey, let, me, let me hear the story. funny Ling story. So, um... You know, growing up Ling in Montreal, especially, yeah. um, you know, the French Ashi Chinois, you know, you get referred to as a white Asian, all that sure, yeah. good stuff. So I've been to Ireland, and my first, I got off the plane, I went to my first hotel with my ex girlfriend at the time, and we went to Ireland. She and was your ex girlfriend uh, at the time? No, your current, current oh, ex girlfriend. Oh, okay, all right. Sorry, I got all confused. Right. I'm, I'm current sorry. girlfriend. Current girlfriend, extra, yeah. whatever. No longer. It's weird to travel with your yeah, ex. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's like a terrible, right? awful trip. Plane tickets were already bought. Bad trip. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't one of those. But so I get to my first bar in Ireland. <laughs> and uh, at the uh, at the hotel, first thing I don't even check in. I just go straight to the bar. I'm like, I need a pint. Yeah. So I go, I'll grab a pint of Guinness, right? It was excellent. So I had another pint of Guinness. That yeah. led to another pint of Guinness. Guinness. And finally, I'm like, I should probably go check into my room. Mm -hmm. So I go to check. I tell the barkeep. I'm like, 
can you just charge it to my room? And she goes, yeah, no problem. Uh, what's your last name? So I go, Ling, L-Y-N-G. And no. she looks at me dead in the eyes and goes, how the fuck else would I spell it? I'm like, oh, jeez, I'm home. Yeah. I'm fucking home. Because they know how this to spell it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They know, like, it was, yeah. And yet I've gotten actual Irish people telling me that it's not an Irish name. I've gotten ev- it's, everybody. It's Scandinavian. Yes, it is. It's, she knows. It's Viking. He knows. Bro, he knows the Viking thing. Name. He knows the Viking thing. Holy it's shit. Viking. I used to do a bit about this. Really? Yes. I did a whole bit about how I discovered, because I lived in Denmark for like a semester. And Are so you guys going to start a new podcast? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out, man. <laughs> <laughs> so gonna be, it. I, I'm going to pitch it to you guys. It's just, it's just called like Ling Links. <laughs> so like Ling Links. I have a family in Sandman <laughs> who owns the Dingaling Farm. Oh, and I was the gonna say, fuck did you just say? Dingaling <laughs> Farm. This is a real where, piece of land where? in Lachute. Jeez. It's a whole new podcast. Nothing about the history Dingling of the Farm. I kind of oh. like the name Dingling Farm better for the podcast. Ding with a Y as well? Of course you spell Ding with a Y. Ah! There's no other way to spell Ding. That's amazing. There's no other way to spell Ding. <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, Chris, I'm sorry. We'll have to, we'll have to make yeah, some time. Gonna, we'll make some time for Chris on another episode, I guess. Yeah, this is going to be Walter and Brandon uh, <laughs> <laughs> reminiscing about their, their lives as they grew up like, in Montreal. So separate but apart. So far. <laughs> like the prince and the pauper. <laughs> He's 31 as well. Did you know this? We're like, <laughs> he talks to me. Yeah, we're trying to figure out the connection. He goes, how old are you? I'm like, 31. He goes, shit, I'm me 30. too. Okay, but like, hang on, though. But like, so, I'm sorry, Chris. We, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> how, how do you like? I how did this happen? Yeah, like I, I know so many of my, my cousins. Fam- my direct family, my immediate family, is terrible with like extended family. I guess so. Like clearly, we lost them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, like, that's what I'm saying. I was like, like, my family is like very, very spread out, but I'm like very familiar with almost all my yeah, cousins. No, not my the wife's case. family. She's Italian. Yeah, so, well, like, that's ev- you know. But every like cousin on top of cousin on top of third cousin, I got introduced to. I was like, these are my cousins, and like she has a million of them, and like. <laughs> So I just don't understand how you guys like. You grew up in like Saint Leonard, like next door to him, and you're sort of like, hmm, what a what a coincidence. Like, how so close did you guys grow up? grew up in Laval, yes. Yes. So it's not still not far. I grew up in RDP. Well, I mean Laval is big. Bridge away. Laval's fucking big though. Like I mean, what part of Laval? Faberville. I don't know what the fuck that is. Like where? <laughs> where in Laval? Like, the, how how, clo- uh, how close far. to RDP is that? <laughs> we're far. We're far. Yeah, because like now they got that bridge. Yeah, that wasn't there. Now they got that that fancy yeah. pay bridge there, yeah, which like you know you you fuck because like you're 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 driving the high, and then like you can't get off and then you gotta pay like eight bucks or whatever like take this. It depends bridge. on the day. I know, and the time. And the time. If you take it in the middle yeah, of the night, it's like two three bucks. Do you know about the bridge? Wait, Chris? what? There's there's variable rates on the bridge. Of course, there's variable yeah. rates. Yeah, this bridge was made with what? It was made with private money, and yep. thus they made it like in three months or some shit. It was crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was just like we got to put a bridge up and like uh, not let yeah, the, a private, not let the com- private company do it. was like, "We'll we'll do it and we'll, we'll do, do it real fast and do, and do a toll bridge." <laughs> as long as we get to like throw a toll, and they were like, "Well, I guess we need this bridge." Do you mean I don't hate like I I don't mind tolls if they actually work? It is. It really is fast. Like it's really it did work. It's a very conveniently located bridge. But like it's it's conveniently located. But like even in the states when you like when you're driving on these like giant highways, the roads are so much better. Yeah, and they're all smooth, four lane highway, not covered in filth and like whatever else. Like I'm like, yeah, here's five bucks. I'm like, road cool. If you're on a road trip coming back into Quebec, you know, and you're sleeping in the car, you know when you're back on Quebec soil. Oh yeah, you you feel like the line. Anybody ever get a fine for accidentally driving through a toll booth or taking the easy pass uh, lane only? No. Anybody ever get a fine? No, Nobody? it wasn't an accident. I got a fine once. I got a fine once. I actually <laughs> didn't realize I went through like a toll booth without paying for it. Like, like you drove right through the toll booth? I, I, I don't know. Did you hit uh, like a, a wood barricade? There was some stuff on my bumper <laughs> when I got there. And I was like, where did this come from? 
Walter's like, easy pass. Easy I like pass. easy. easy. <laughs> That's why they call it easy. <laughs> uh, Chris, where, where are you from, man? Like uh, my parents originally? Uh, I mean, if that's the question, I like, want to answer it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> how deep do you want interpret, to go? Interpret, uh, interpret the question as as you wish. Okay. Well, I lived in Rosemary my entire life. Worked Rosemere. in Laval. Another uh, Rosemary kid. Jeez. Yep. I'm a Rosemary kid. Yep. And uh, my mother's Filipino. Me? Father's Italian. <laughs> Say that one more time. My mother's Filipino. My father's Italian. Mother's Filipino. How old? Father's Italian. My mother's 20s. Italian. Sorry. You're late. Late twenties. Yeah. Twenty. Okay, so yeah. You're too young for me to know who you are. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, I, I grew up in Rosemary also, but my yeah. Oh, you went to Rosemary as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, crazy. I'm, but I'm 35, so like, th- at best, you were in grade five when I was graduating Rosemary <laughs> High School. So it's like I was like, didn't really know who was in, didn't really know who was in the fifth grade. Now, now, Brandon, are you Irish across the fucking board? Yes, sir. Get the fuck out of here. Mommy and See, Daddy. this is this is where we're gonna this uh, this is where the big uh, deviation is gonna be here. Yeah. Because like, and even from the Ling side, um. The, that like my Irishness is yeah. like I think a, an eighth. I think I'm an eighth Irish. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. But like this is that Ling name that sort of like managed to like trickle Reconnect down. Reconnect it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like half Italian, quarter French Canadian, quarter Scottish, because a Scot married a Ling, and then that and then the Ling and then he bled out the Scot stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Then, anyway, yeah. So that like so yeah. So I'm half Italian and half uh, fake Asian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, so where? But like, so yeah, and you went to Ireland that one time. I did. And how? And was that? How was that? I always, I've always wanted to go. I've it's never been. beyond beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. It's majestic. I think is the word to describe it. It's. It's. It's so fucked up. It's. It's awesome. Because when I found out, like when you when you told me that I had these cousins and shit, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And then I met. And then I met your brother. I met your brother James. Yeah, my brother. Yeah. One and then, of my I, and then, like, I. Oh, your brother's James Ling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's rough. Right. Like rough, rough to be in Montreal, being like James Ling, Ling, Ling. This, like as it is, you get like the school all the time. I know. If you're actually named James, this is he's Ling. named James Ling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like the school. I'm sure must. Come I am the school. Uh, yeah, I am the school. I, yeah, they yeah. named a school after me. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> but I looked up, like I looked up your like your Facebook profiles and shit. And oh, saw, you stalked me before. Uh, I did. Yeah, very much so. Okay. And and I saw like some of James's pictures and some of your pictures and yep. shit. And, like, you have a huge crucifix tattoo on your left arm. Yeah, I got a couple tattoos. And I was like, holy shit, my cousins are the fucking Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're way more Irish than me. And they grew up in Laval. Get a rosary tattoo. Get a rosary tattoo. That's get, what I do. I do not have one. No, <laughs> no. no crucifix. I, I have a Celtic cross. Honestly, boss, I think you're good with the, with those. I, I, got my, <laughs> I, got, I got the link, I got the link name tattooed on my back. Shut oh, up. With wow. clovers in them. Shut up. You are so... So much more Irish. Uh, yeah, than yeah. I, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so so you are uh, going on a vigilante mission to clean up Boston. <laughs> yeah, started, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a good time. That's what's uh, I'm waiting crazy. for God. I'm waiting for Jesus essentially to come and speak. It's to true. Me. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what he I'm waiting speak for. To them is is the vision. Now Once guys, the vision happens, it's over. The cleansing. The cleansing begins. You guys alluded to this during the pre-interview. Why don't you tell us how you guys got to know each other? Why you've guys known each other for so long? Hang on, but when we talked about. I was gonna say that we like <laughs> we mentioned I, I skipped a step we mentioned pro admission, but for how you guys know, like, okay, what can you like? You're here ostensibly because you have a store. Yeah, yeah. So smoking, <laughs> a, a, a well known, yeah, it's a well known smoking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. like, I was like, I just want listeners to understand. I did, they, I did give they, that they context. You, you very briefly. I said I had a 420 show and that they their store prohibition it. sponsored. Right. Okay. And you feel like that was in context for our regular listenership? Or? I suppose. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. <laughs> 
but I suppose I just didn't want to get the impression that like to be a guest on our show you just need to be related to Walter. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine too though. I, mean, I, mean, that's that's I have no problem setting that precedent. So to get on our show uh, you need to be my cousin and bring a friend. Looking forward to our guest <laughs> next week. Uh, that, those are the main qu- criteria. Yeah exactly. Those are the main so. criteria. Uh, so I mean we, we did have a bit of a pre-interview. Give, like us, give us some history on, on Prohibition maybe. Yeah. Sure. That. Sure. Yeah. So just to contextualize Prohibition is a smoking accessories chain obviously with emphasis on counterculture, so cannabis accessories sure. mainly. Uh, we're also, uh, in my opinion, uh, the strongest smoking accessories franchise in the world. Um, I find, uh, you know, I'm obviously a little bit biased. Gauntlet Throne. Yeah, but we have, you know, very, very uh, clean professional uh, stores. Store and yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole, you know, mission behind Prohibition is to kind of, you know, give the cannabis industry a better look. Sure. You know what I'm trying to say? I feel like it's very misrepresented. Yeah. So the average, what we call in quotations, like head shops, you know, kind of, um, you know, they don't help the stigma. So they're kind of encouraging this idea that, you know, you need dreadlocks and to have not showered in, you know, six days to be, you know, a cannabis consumer. And I feel like that's extremely inaccurate. You know, like these days, it's kind of impossible on the surface, at least, to just look at someone and profile them as either a smoker or a non-smoker. You know, and Prohibition has kind of bridged that gap. So we've just offered a very professional, you know, kind of service and beautiful outtake on, you know, the cannabis industry. Well, I think it's... it's, 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 I was going to say, I was like, it's funny that you kind of like talk about the counterculture because I feel the same thing sort of happened with uh, like piercing and tattoo shops. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's yeah. like it used to be that like a tattoo shop, you'd be like, Ugh. yeah, had that like sort of like biker. Mystique, and now you go you know, in yeah. and you're just sort of like, nope, it's very clean, it's very For professional. Sure. Like, For sure. the guy who's gonna like put you under the gun. People aren't part. fucked up on like crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always usually good for business. You know? Yeah. yeah when, crack, when the tattoo is artist no, is, but, is, is but I think it's, it's I think it's kind of <laughs> like wrong. like you said similar similar to like cannabis culture and stuff is that you're not it's no longer this like a seedier part of society. You know? It's like exactly. It's a lot more of an accepted part. Like. You just see you see tattoos now a lot more. Mm-hmm. I find like you like a lot of people have. Tattoos. There's like 34 TV shows about fucking. Yeah. Tattoos. No, but you know what I mean. But whereas like as a kid, I definitely had the image of like if a grown man has a tattoo, he's a bad man. You yeah, know? no, I swear to God, no, that's like, <laughs> like no, you're yeah. not wrong there because yeah. like like when I was I, I grew born in '86 as '86. Good right, year. Brandon? Yeah, good year. Yeah, good year. The Challenger exploded. Um, some say and the it's just Challenger like, like, exploded out of fear. And my parents didn't <laughs> have tattoos, like, you know, semi-obviously. But it's like, yeah, I had the same sort of thought. And yeah. But now there's, like, you see, like, there's, like, 34 fucking TV shows yeah. about, like, about tattoo. It's part of, like, mainstream culture. And, and, and uh, in that vein... Uh, I mean, like I was—I loved until they fucking Rogers fucked up and like and, and killed the funding on it. I loved like Viceland and stuff, and and you know Viceland was like an accessible cable channel and it had like eighteen shows like about <laughs> so ca- about cannabis culture and yeah. different facets of it, and not and not just like <laughs> we're stoned, but like fucking good shows about like the, every facet of it, the legality of it, the coming the the the, the, the coming legalization, like the the you know. Uh, food shows, right? Like uh, cooking shows and all this yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. So and I and I and that stuff was great, man. Like and I feel like even if you're, well, I guess if you're not really into it, it's, it'd be a bit to di- it'd be a lot to gi- digest. But like it's presented, no, but, okay, it's like, presented like, as but, you're saying, like it, it's it's different now. It's like all these things are presented in like in a palatable way, and it's 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 like it's much more accepted now. It's socially arguably. acceptable. Much, yeah, because much like, more but that's it. Like I was gonna say though, ever. I was like, because like when you were saying, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Then don't watch or don't read. But I was like, I also remember like just thinking back to being a kid, like Cigar Aficionado has been a magazine forever. 
And that wasn't like a hidden magazine, like in like the sketchy part of the magazine rack or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd see like Arnold Schwarzenegger on the cover with the cigar. <laughs> For and sure. And she's like, yeah, if you're if you were into cigars, it wasn't considered to be like taboo to be into cigars. And I feel that like cannabis is kind of getting into that. You're like, you don't have to be into it, but if you are, there's like, it doesn't need to be this weird sketchy thing. Like, no, of could, course. Yeah, I think like I said, I think the cigar thing kind of is holds true a little bit because like people who are into cigars really into cigars care about like where it came from how it was cut like the strain like all that stuff and how it was rolled mm-hmm. and if you're into that stuff then it's not necessarily a sketchy thing you know like no nobody, of course nobody ever thought of cigars that way yeah people i guess thought of pot that way probably because of reagan i want to say <laughs> reagan, <laughs> reagan, reagan <laughs> fucked it all so, it slightly, wasn't even slightly. it wasn't even ronald it was nancy yeah. <laughs> fucked everything up um <laughs> no but exactly it was like i think good old nancy like i feel there was like nancy. a stage a stage in history where where pot was one thing and then it got like yeah, it was like rope and clothing. And well, I mean, like, really, like, no, but you know what I mean? Like where it was like like in like the, the 50s and 60s, it was one thing. And then it got like slapped with like gateway drug. And then it got like real bad for a while. Yeah. Once, once like the mainstream real media caught on to it as a concept of like, it's a gateway drug. And that's just, that was just, I feel like Reagan. Like, you know, just being like, if your kid smokes pot, next step is crack. <laughs> and you're like, what? Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, you know, exactly. like <laughs> that, that would be like saying, like, okay, because you drank uh, beer, you're going to now be drinking gas. I feel like crack is probably a gateway drug for pot, really. Like, for, like, weed. Like, I feel like if you're, like, a crackhead. Like, crack. But wouldn't it be the solution for crack? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, instead of smoking crack, you guys should be smoking a bit of pot. Um, let's, let's get off this topic. Uh, <laughs> crack, yeah, no. Uh, but so, and, and when did Prohibition, as, as a brand... Start existing like because back in the day, right? These some of these stores were well. We were originally called High Times. High Times, yeah, right. Which, you, which I you remember. Which called? Was it a rebranding or was it an, an acquisition? No, it was a rebrand. Okay. So, uh, long story short, sort of short is my father founded High Times. Uh, you know, in '84, and basically the idea was uh, at the time he was manufacturing and selling like rock and roll branded t-shirts right. they were, they were and it, great for that I bought yeah. these I'm sorry to interrupt no problem but I was like fucking like 17 he's, years he's old he's gonna tell us about a t-shirt he bought 17 no <laughs> not a t-shirt like, <laughs> uh, not just sorry, a t-shirt a button down a button down I thought he was gonna say I was like not just a t-shirt I went no. to high times and I purchased a way of life <laughs> <laughs> almost almost <laughs> I think I still own this I think I still own this a button down like satin black pink Floyd dark side of the moon shirt I was 17 years old and I thought this was the greatest item I mean, of clothing I had ever I had ever bought and then the, each snap had like the pyramid on it and it was so cool anyway but yeah we, great we, we sell the picture frame right now if uh, oh nice if you're ever around <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, so, so yeah so he was, he was exactly like, yeah. well he started off just selling those t-shirts that he was making in his parents basement at a flea market that's amazing you know and uh which I mean, flea market like in here. Where's the first high times? Th- well, th- the first flea market, okay. which I guess you can call high times. I'm not sure exactly where it was, yeah. but basically, how it transitioned from you know t-shirts to smoking accessories was one day my father was in the flea market and a gentleman was walking around with a briefcase full of pipes that he had gotten like from India and he was trying to sell them to people at the flea market and everyone was kind of like shooting them away. And he got up to my dad's table and he was like, my father was like the last one at the exit. And he looked at my father. He's like, I'm not taking no for an answer. He's like, I need someone to sell these pipes. So he opens a briefcase, shows my dad. And my dad looks at him and goes, well, you know, no one smokes out of pipes. What do you want me to do with this? So he goes, look, I'm going to leave them with you on consignment. 
you know, whatever you sell them, sell them ten bucks, put five bucks in your pocket, <laughs> he put just five bucks the on the side for me, and yeah, I just kind of ditch it on him. You know what's real heavy? <laughs> this briefcase full of pipes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy leaves. My dad sells the entire briefcase of pipes with like within the hour. Yeah. You know, and this guy shows up three weeks later. My father gets on all fours, looks at him, begs him, says, "Sell me every freaking pipe you can." You wow. know. And from there, my father basically started his first, you know, head shop. So that flea market stand eventually led into a store. Mm -hmm. uh, the store led to a wholesale company. That wholesale company basically um, supported the growth of retail stores. And then I was obviously born into the family business with the idea of, you know, one day taking it over. And as I was studying in university at John Molson, I had my first store in St. Denis. And I realized that there was no branding behind High Times. There was I no remember that location. structure. There was no, you know, nothing. So basically the, the most beautiful store we had was mine and you know what i did with 50 bucks you know yeah yeah so well, uh, i mean i guess no no knock on your dad but there is that like there is that like that head shop that kind of if you think of like a head shop exists in your mind and high mm -hmm. times used to be like that. yeah or like yeah. you know like, like if you were down i call there, it i call it the vermont model yeah well yeah but, but, not, but that's because you see them usually in vermont like you go to like you i went out to california and you walk in and you're like it's this yeah, it's the same. There's Bajas and old 70s yeah. shirts. Yeah, it's so your then you're just sort of beaded curtains. Tie-dye, 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 tie-dye. And you're tie -dye, like, tie -dye. are you affiliated with the one next door? No, we're two different businesses. You're like, <laughs> Yeah, so that's essentially sure? the mistake like, that we had. You know, yeah. like we had a bunch of stores that no one thought were actually linked together, just chain. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I, I realized with my part, with the help of my partner, Brian, he's our VP of operations. He owned a corporate high times as well at the time. Mm -hmm. So we got together. He was in franchising. I studied corporate management. And together, we're like, hey, you know what? We could rebrand this and kind of develop you know, like this beautiful business model. And then eventually that led to a franchise model. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward, we'll get to and today. What really sort of like changed my perception about the, not changed my perception, but what I... I Walter I used to be adamantly <coughs> anti... No, what I really thought was striking <laughs> about like just like the, the, the business itself and the, and the, and the number of locations mm -hmm. and how, I, you know, I, I could see it expanding before, before I knew you. This is just from seeing them and stuff. Was that like... Walter is waxing in philosophical about the business model. <laughs> no, but in the, like in the, the Coquefeltsu Mall there, yeah. the... Um, uh, Two there in yep. Ville Saint Laurent, where like there used to be an HMV. Yep. Like after the HMVs went out of business, like there's now there's now a prohibition in in that in that mall where the HMV used to be. I'm like that's fucking crazy how there's no like record store anymore. <laughs> like there's no like good music DVD store anymore in this mall, but there's a prohibition. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and it really fits the space nicely. I, I, obviously, you've been out. Like, do you take the time to visit all the locations or not often enough? No. But you, I mean, like, have you seen each one at least once? Of course, yeah. of course. That's I've seen them multiple times. I want to now do a web series where you undercover boss. <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition. Yeah. I, I actually can't undercover boss at some stores. Yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. every store I walk in and I'm recognized. I feel that if you have a hat and sunglasses, you have a way with it. Yeah, you have like a, he's the office guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. That's, to, it. that's it. You have like a well groomed kind of beard or whatever. I was like, hat and sunglasses, you can be like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is that our boss? I don't know. <laughs> and Brandon, what kind of stuff, like, and what, what's, like, what kind of well, stuff do you get up to in terms of uh, your your position well, as head Well, of basically, Canada? I would be the one visiting the stores right. and then reporting to Chris. Sure. Right. Okay. So I go around, make sure they're uh, following our business model, make sure, you know I mean, they're upkeeping with the product, make sure the store's clean, make right. sure the customer service side is at peak. Um, what can we do to improve the store? What can we do to make it look better? What can we do to help? And I uh, just make sure everybody's on the same page, man, and all the managers are cool and down with the program, and we're just doing what we do. And I, I guess mean, I guess you need to be, I mean, like, just judging judging from the, the various things I heard about, like, as an example, vape shops. 
uh, like you guys probably need to be like ultra strict in terms of all those policies because Super like be just because like you have like an extra magnifying glass we on have you. To, no choice. Like it's not yeah. like you're like what no, do you no, sell like plushies and you're like no. no like we sell something that we understand yep. is going to attract some attention so we need to play it by the book and we, like we, we have to run everything. a clean proper yeah, exactly. operation you know what I mean it's it's uh, we walk on eggshells a lot yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like the most difficult thing about doing business, uh, you know, in Quebec and being in this industry is that the larger that you get, you know, the more efforts you're going to put to being, you know, well-structured and abiding by the law. But the more that you're also under the magnifying glass and then everyone else who's kind of, you know, not really following the law. Well, they're not under the magnifying glass, you know, yeah, so yeah. all of our kind of, uh, you know, all of the little so smaller secondary stores that are operating in, in our space they'll do, you know, basically whatever they want and sell whatever they want yeah. and even sell to minors and, you know, no one will ever even notice. Yeah. Whereas with us, like, we have very, very strict policies and procedures yeah. in place. You know, like, we're constantly innovating and trying to communicate with the government to implement new technologies, you know, like, like our Smart Tint. Mm -hmm. um, and it just gets very difficult because they want to nail the big guys, you Can know? Smart yeah, tint. what are those? Yeah, I was going to ask that. What so Smart Tint is basically a, a film that we're putting on our counters now. So essentially the, the law um, that was like, made to hide... You can't see through it unless you're 18. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's in this display case? You can't see it until you're older. A genie appears. You see through the tint. It's a really cool procedure. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's really odd. Like, customers love it. I was like, I love it. It's well, magic, basically. Yeah, exactly. We sell magic. Or what's that? Like, there's that, um, there's that tone that you, you can let only... explain what Smart Tint is? I will. Is. <laughs> but you know, there's, like, there's, there's, that, there's like a piercing tone that you can only hear if you're like under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that blaring in our, in our yeah. stores. So like if a kid comes in, he's real uncomfortable. <laughs> Adults don't hear a thing. <laughs> but, but no, tell me what That'd smart That'd be extremely is. funny. <laughs> you get like a gun that you can do that. And you can just like, no. No. No, yeah, no we just have it like pulsating in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works. Have you, have you guys ever like done, listen to that? Like go, go on YouTube and like. especially just be a dog. No, it's like a yeah, high but it's a frequency noise. that we won't hear, right? Yeah, no, but it was crazy. Well, because specifically when I when I started dating my Still wife, gotta tell us what smart tension. She is. was mid. I was in my mid twenties, and she was like early twenties. And there was like a 2025, and she could hear it. Everyone else in the room was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "This is." Oh, that's just how your hearing degrades really? over time, though. Yeah. Like I, over time, like you could hear fewer and fewer pitches. Yeah, exactly. You go to like shows and shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. So it's like there, it's like fully real. I didn't buy. Like, you ever go? Mm -hmm. You ever go to a show and then like you, you go home at night and you try to go to sleep and you can hear the, like a, a ringing in your ears? Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but they say that whenever you hear a ringing like that, that means that's the last time you'll ever hear like that range of sound. Like like. Like you burnt like, it. It's just yeah. It's like your hearing is degraded a little more. Maybe. That's not good. That's fine. I, th I think we'll all be fine. <laughs> uh, hearing aid technology is really coming along nicely. Yeah, so exactly. what the fuck is Smart Tint? <laughs> <laughs> if it's none of these things, what is Smart Tint? So basically the law that uh, was made so that cigarettes had to be hidden. So that right. little sure. flap, right? Yeah. So it means that all tobacco accessories need to be hidden. In, in right? 2015 they changed the law. Accessories yeah. as well. Well, that's it. So kind of it, all the accessories, even, you know, though they're cannabis accessories, they're sold in Quebec as a tobacco accessory. They're under the same law right, until yeah, the okay, okay. new, t you know, cannabis laws put forward. Yeah. And that means that all smoking accessories need to be hidden. Right. So right. what we've done, instead of having kind of like curtains over our counters, um, is we, we implemented this kind of like uh, smart film and it right. goes over the counter. And once you put a current through it, it can go become transparent. But without the current, it's completely opaque. Oh, so cool. you can't see through it at all. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really neat. So basically someone shows you know, up. Who, who you know, figured that out? Sorry? Who figured that out? Well, it's like a technology that's like commercially available mainly on like, let's say, big fancy conference rooms and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them used on like so hotel bathrooms. Like, into the yeah, rooms, I see like I, that is the weirdest. What did you say? Yeah. What, what the bathroom. It's, it's basically bathrooms. the firing room. You know what? Like you get brought to in the office Ooh. and then someone presses a button and the room right. just like goes opaque. I was in, in uh, where was I? 
think it was a nightclub in Toronto, which was so creepy because you're like, I went to the bathroom and the bathroom had like a clear glass door. Yeah. And you're like, you, you, sh- you're like this clear glass door, and I'm expected to like sit down and exactly. do my business, and like you like see through it. Like out into the bathroom, That's really and, fucked up. and then as soon yeah, as yeah. you close the door, it's like shoop. exactly. And I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so it's exactly that that we put on our counters. Yeah, that's wow. super cool. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like implementing a technology like that. There was, you know, we had to get a lot, like our lawyers it's involved. And there was a lot of communications yeah. because it's a very expensive technology to implement, and there is no official law on whether or not you can't like that constitutes yeah, like hiding that, that the, the accessories, right? So like hiding the pro- yeah, yeah. so yeah. far so good though. Yeah, well, we finally got it in writing from the government that we can implement it, right. and we implemented it in the stores. It's just to say that... You don't want to spend the money if the cops are going to be like, no ex- dice, that's yeah. extremely expensive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I can, I can imagine. And it's kind of fucked up, like, you know, if the, the, the law dictates you got to, like, hide your, like, almost, like, everything you're selling. Like. No, like, honestly, I don't mind, I really don't mind that there is, uh, you know, severe and strict laws in place to help discourage minors from smoking. Yeah, I'm all for that. I just feel like there should be more open communication between the government, you know, and the people that are trying to operate in this industry instead of just constantly, you know, fining us. Exactly. You know what because I'm trying to say? Like, there's yeah. a big difference between working with us and trying to run us out of business. Yeah. Which, but I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's something that is, I think Quebec has a long way to go. Well, like it's if, really you yeah. compare, if you compare it to the other provinces and how the other provinces are kind of like... For sure. Well, we like have... Quebec has the most aggressive tobacco laws in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And I mean, if I, if I talk to my cousins in... Like Nova Scotia or Toronto or BC, yeah. a- and they're just sort of like the, the the smoke shops out there are just kind of like doing whatever they want, and yeah. you're just like. And then we had one. Uh, there was the Montreal had that the the Brigados' shop that was like designed as a protest where they were selling cannabis, and then just shut down immediately. Whereas there's so many that shops. Wasn't, that wasn't, you're, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not attributed to him. No, 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 That no. wasn't his place. He's talking about the cannabis culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, no, no, there's a big difference. Yeah. I'm sorry. Some yeah. Other people getting arrested. I'm just saying as an example, whereas the shops like that are just running in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and that's not an accessory. That wasn't an accessory shop. Yeah. But it's like those shops were just absolutely, are, tons of them are running in Vancouver. They're mm-hmm. running in Toronto. But Montreal is like yeah, super sure. strict, super enforced. So you guys are like... Like, that's a, a completely different extreme. Like, we're not even, you know, expecting or demanding that. You know, like no, we no, just, exactly. We just want cooperation. That's all it is. You know, like, yeah. if you're going to walk in and deem something a smoking accessory, we're all for it. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that you're going to find us one day for one thing and then not help us cooperate to remove it at all the locations. Yeah. You know, like, it's a mistake made from, from you know, once for one store shouldn't be penalized throughout the chain either. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, right. just yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. once and give us uh, a chance to correct it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm it. trying to say? It's not, like, um, it's not like we're not trying to cooperate. No, you know that, trying that, to say? Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, a, a, you sort of, like, I feel it's like a, a, a really kind of like shitty spot that you're in because like like if you're like if you're like walking on the sidewalk you know what the laws are you know and you're like don't yeah. don't jaywalk don't yeah. do whatever else like that but you're just sort of like there's no si- like, there's no signs no the, no the laws are very open to interpretation nothing. yeah exactly that's it, it. It, it got really bad in 2015 just to get back to what you were saying Christopher is when they changed the laws to clean up all the depanars and the convenience stores right. to yeah. get the tobacco out yeah. we got scooped up in those laws yeah. but the difference is is we're not selling food we're not selling items for children we're a specialty right. store yeah, right yeah. Yeah. So we all know what we're selling mm-hmm. yeah. right but we got scooped up in the same laws that 
go that that govern convenience stores and stuff like that. So they're extremely aggressive. Like clearly, you shouldn't see cigarettes in a convenience store. You know right. what I mean? You have children. You have the, there's all kinds yeah. of people. Yeah. But we don't have the same. We we don't cater to the same crowd. Yeah. yeah. But we got screwed <coughs> up in the same laws. Well, I mean, like you could. I mean, I don't know if you do or not. But I mean, you could easily make your entire store an 18 plus store and just be like, minors are just not allowed in here. 100%. But you would still have to hide the tobacco products. You know? Exactly. Like, like even if you're just sort of like, no one exactly. under 18 is exactly. even allowed in the door. Yeah. Nope. Tobacco products still need to be hidden, and you're like, wait. Exactly. You know, like doesn't make a lot of sense, and but that's how the government decided to enforce any, the law. Exactly. Like, any any adult walking into our stores, like they know what we're selling, they know yeah. what's yeah. where. So, like, hey, can you turn on your counter? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know. So, how many locations are we up to now? We're at seventeen locations. Um, we have our eighteenth on the way. Quebec? Sorry, in just in Quebec, or is that outside? sixteen Quebec? Yeah, sixteen in Quebec, and there's a couple outside of Quebec. We New Brunswick. Exactly. Oh, cool. Moncton, Moncton, New Brunswick. Moncton. When did how long how long is the Moncton popping up? Uh, going on a year. Yep. And how did you guys expand in, in New Brunswick there? Sorry? How did you guys expand into New Brunswick? Uh, we found a franchisee out there. Okay, great. Basically, it was someone from here who uh, was moving out there, and, and, and uh, they wanted a franchise. So. And what's, what's the plans moving forward on, on all that? World yeah. domination. <laughs> well, our 17th store that we oh. just opened last month is our first express model. Oh. Where's yeah, really excited about that. It's in uh, St. Stache okay. on Arthur Sobe. So basically, if you look back at, like, let's say what Tim Hortons did with their Tim Hortons Express, sure, yeah. how they kind of, you know, squeezed it inside of, like, a, gas, a gas station, station or, or whatever. Yeah, or, like, or in a food court. Or yeah, like so that. we did the exact same thing with Prohibition. So this oh. Express concept in San Eustache is basically inside of a Petro Canada, inside of a Voisin gas station with a Tim Hortons and now Prohibition. That's amazing. That's you know, so cool. it's really a Prohibition to go, you know. Like, it's everything you could expect from Prohibition, same aesthetic, same products, just squeezed into, you know, 600 square feet. And how long has that one been open? We just opened it. Yes, we opened yeah. it on Going 420, on actually. That's crazy. It's That's doing well. People awesome. Fantastic. Because I, I, I can imagine, like, especially if you if you if you're talking about like like tobacco accessories and stuff, there is that like gas station. Not to say that like, you go for a gas station, but if you're like, you're always at a gas station and you're like looking for something in a pinch. So mm -hmm. if you suddenly have like uh, a, this, re this a really good culture, selection yeah. of something at a gas station, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. you know, like you're willing to settle for like. Whatever's gonna do in a pinch, but then if you suddenly have a good selection of something in a gas station, yeah, you're gonna exactly. be really excited and like yeah, exactly towards it immediately. Like. The, uh, so the response from customers is amazing. Like people, yeah. people, people are losing their fucking minds. Yeah. You, you know, you know that look in someone's eyes when it just like explodes because they can't process what they're <laughs> looking at. Yeah, it's about a customer. Like one out of three. Like people walk in, they go to gas, and they're kind of like, hold on a second, and then just whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if you're like if you're someone who like rolls their own cigarettes or whatever else like that, like you're at most at a gas station like getting zigzags. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like that's like that's your best that's your best gas station option if you're hey, I'm sure. Zigzags. Yeah, hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna accept it because it's a gas station. Yeah. If suddenly there was like a full range of tobacco accessories know, at guy. a gas station. You'd be really jazzed. That's <laughs> why I, I, I go to the, the I go to the Chinese dev up the street, not the uh, I go to Marche Song. You know? there you go. But if if you know. If I had a prohibition at the top of the street. Now, um, I'm just gonna say, uh, I'm just gonna float this right yeah. out there. If you guys would fit into an Ultramar at the corner of what Melrose and Sherbrooke, <laughs> Sherbrooke and uh, <laughs> Marriott. Yeah, you'd have a very, very yeah, avid customer. You would um, have a, a very, very <laughs> we're, we're opening to make it fit. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> now, and, and like coffee in there. How hard is it? Get like, that is coffee machine out. Move the prohibition in. Just go for it. Is yeah. there like a desire to expand outside of Quebec more? Oh, absolutely. Like, and how? And so is is there a plan in place? How hard is that going to be compared to like expansion within Quebec, et cetera? This well, is your uh, Q2 uh, plan report. 
like this is like Q3. I don't know. I'm trying to just use Excel. Like <laughs> What's your Q3 strategy for 2019? Well, the strategy for 2019 is we're going to come in and we're going to come in strong. We're going to put stores here, there, and a little bit of everywhere. Exactly. And Chris is going to follow up with more details. You want to promote <laughs> synergies with existing businesses? Um, what are other buzzards? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Or no, I mean, we have, uh, we have an interested uh, franchi- uh, franchisee that's uh, – well, franchisee group that owns actually the prohibition on Atwater – and they want to open the first one in Toronto. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're looking right now to open in downtown Toronto. You know, uh, really, we're just looking for the right location. So as soon as we find the right lease, we're all good. And, uh, yeah, no problem. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, really, it's just a question of, um, you know, working with the right uh, so with the right companies to find, you know, qualified leads and so kind of. I, I missed that really quick. You said the the spot on Atwater. Mm-hmm. You mean like like on St. Catherine Close Atwater? Or there's one. So on Atwater? we uh, recently opened one at the corner of Atwater and Notre Dame. Oh, great! Okay. And and that group of franchises that own that location, they, they also want to open the one in Toronto. Yeah. And are there like I don't know like this is not really like in your interest to talk about I guess really but like are there a lot of other like chains like this or are there like uh, smoking accessories chains accessory no chains in Canada? nothing there's nobody that's uh, it's not that's franchise a it's, it's hard to franchise um, but and yet and yet you say that and yet you guys are like doing that now right? well you know what like, you know what the difficulty is um, without being uh, you know too stereotypical yeah. I find that you know the average person that's operating or owning uh, you know a smoke shop is a stoner first and an entrepreneur second. Right. I feel like we're... You kind of need to need the other way around. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're business professionals first and, you know, we're connoisseurs on the side. You know, so we're we're implementing a lot of of things that other people just simply aren't thinking of. Right. So, I mean, there are other chains that exist. There are other smoke shops that exist, but no one's doing it in quite the way that Prohibition is. Fair. Like, don't get me wrong. Me and Chris, we, we enjoy smoking. Um, and yeah, I was but say, I from nine to six, man, we're working sure, absolutely. fucking asses off. And we're making sure you know we got we got franchisees and stuff, man. We got to put their interests at best. You know, what I mean, how do we right. how do we grow prohibition? How do we, uh, you know, I mean, how do we leave our mark? How do we get out there? How do we do this? And right. we just work, man. No, don't get me wrong. After six o'clock, yeah, yeah. we, we this make this up for the time yeah, that's yeah. lost. But private, personal time is personal time. But uh, like. And which is what I was going to ask before. You said you, you know your dad started all this, and you know, and, and he said he just got like you know a briefcase full of pipes by happenstance. Like like I mean, did your dad ever touch this stuff? Did you, <laughs> yeah, of like, course. Okay, yeah, all right. So like, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just it, like, it, oh, I have no idea what this is, but the kids like it. It's, <laughs> it's been around. Yeah, I know, obviously, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, the, the, it's I find it's like a generational thing, right? And then you know from family to family or from person case to case mm-hmm. you'll find people where it's like it's like oh yeah i think you know my dad might have smoked once in a while but like yeah. on the on the down low like and you know by himself and kept it a secret like no for sure did you like you know how did you how were you sort of like introduced to it did you was this like was it a slow realization or was it just like a, a regular thing or what it was smoking cannabis yeah like your, your dad I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, well actually it was uh i mean both my parents had very open philosophies when it came to that kind of stuff so uh they were just very transparent you know okay. informative um you know walked us uh, you know me and my siblings through uh you know the, the do's and don'ts the right. pros and cons uh, of not only cannabis, but just all drug consumption in general. Yeah. And then they kind of left us to make our own decisions. I mean, yeah. it resulted in me being brought up in that atmosphere and in that culture, but only smoking my first joint when, you know, I was like 17, 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, same. You know, so. 
Um, saying, yeah, and and which is you know because like I know like I'm like I know for like a fact that like you know like my dad was like you know grew up in the sick was like a teenager in the sixties for God's sakes and like in the seventies so like and he partied and stuff so like but when I was a kid you know I I never saw he smoked he smoked like you know like regular mm-hmm. cigarettes and stuff but I I cannot think of a single instance even like at a like at a family gathering or anything or I never saw anybody have it or anything like and. Uh, so there was definitely, I think, more of a mystique around it for me. It was definitely, right. more, it was more like mysterious a little bit. But then, which certainly isn't now. But <laughs> like, <laughs> but but yeah, it was, and it was weird. So like, and when I hear other people like like I got a buddy who, like you know say you know smokes with his parents like regularly and stuff. And when I think about that concept, I'm like that just blows my fucking mind. I'm like, no, <laughs> not in your life. I would never, <laughs> never. I can't. I don't think so. It's not happening. But like. Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I kind of, I lost my point there, but. <laughs> I feel like, it, you know, for cannabis consumption in general, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's obviously with recreational legalization around the corner, it's yeah. definitely getting destigmatized. And with, you know, that, the aid of the internet, people are doing their research now and being a lot more open-minded yeah. and realizing, hey, you know what, this this isn't so bad. Um, but I feel like, you know, it, it always comes down to, like, a person's individual philosophy. You know, like, no matter how open-minded they are, they either will or won't inform themselves properly and either give it a chance or not. Keith, you saw your parents spark up a lot when you were a kid, right? Never. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> not even once. It's actually, it's a, it's a point of contention. My, my parents, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, which is hence the, hence the joke that Walter was making. Oh, that's a lot more funnier now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not just like my parents were straight-laced. My it's parents just that I mock Keith constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, there is a uh, there's an alternate reality where my parents, I think, were, like, the biggest potheads. Because, like, there was a certain point where... figure? Uh, allow me to explain. <laughs> my dad, when my dad was in high school, like, basically hung out with a bunch of, like, greaser types and whatever, and a lot of bikers. <laughs> greaser he, types. <laughs> they Keith all is 70, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was, it, it was the late 50s, man. What else were they? <laughs> like, they're basically, you're a greaser. And, like, if you watch, like, Grease. Or a soch. Yeah, that was really you're either a greaser <laughs> or a really soch. I'm just saying. Like, you're like, what were they? Yeah. They, you look at my dad. I like the slick back hair, leather jacket, hung out with the guys who were on bikes. Yeah. He had the, like, uh, the hot rod car that he used to roll around in. And right. the reason he hung out with the bikers is because when they got busted for stuff, the they, could call, they could call him up. And you could bust out more than one of them. Because mm-hmm. if you just, like, call your buddy with a bike, you'd be like, best I could do is, like, one guy. Like, <laughs> you know, because, like, they'd usually impound your bike for a while. <laughs> so they'd call my dad, and you could, like, post bail, bail for, like, everybody for like, two or three dudes at once. <laughs> and, like, my dad would routinely be, like, like my the guy. The guy, but also my dad would, would almost... Was, like, bailing people out, like, what, like, possession charges and shit? Like, just just yeah. junk. Like, like just, like, mis- stuff that you could get bailed out for, yeah, you know? It's, yeah. like, just, like, little misdemeanors and crap. My dad also, not a big drinker, and you're just sort of like, oh, like, whatever. He would do the thing where he would order, like, uh, gin and seven, and then, like, switch to seven up online. You're like, oh, what a responsible guy. Not really, because that was his plan to get, try to act drunk, because he was absolutely illegal street racing at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when the bar closed. So he would oh, like. I thought it was gonna be like a picking up ladies kind of. No, thing. absolutely not. It was my dad was a giant gearhead <laughs> and yeah. like had just like, and he yeah. was just sort of like if probably people not think a, probably, I'm probably I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. Probably guessing not a weed guy. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. But my mom, on the other hand, she was a like hardcore like feminist in like late fifties, early sixties. Got arrested for like skinny dipping in a mm. fountain in like in front of her university in Seattle. Also, her last name was Dubray. Her high school yearbook, everybody's, oh, yeah, everybody's like, hey, Doobie. 
And like her, just her straight up nickname was Doobie, and she's like, "Don't smoke." Pot. Wait, I'm and confused. I'm Your Jehovah's Witness parents were one was your head street racer, yeah, and the other one was bathing naked. That's what I said. An alternate reality where they did not. Become and, and meanwhile, meanwhile, like six-year-old Keith is going door to door, like selling. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm they took, so confused. They, they took a hard turn, like <laughs> somewhere around like late, tw- like late teens, early twenties, and moved. Like we're having kids. Be straight with you, man. Your brace must go. Yeah, like I said, I could buy. I could buy it that my dad didn't because my dad was so in. Like, yeah, okay. my dad was so into. He was into the racing. Into illegally street yeah. racing. Yeah. That Skinny he would. Dipping mom, meanwhile. Like he would never. He would never do it. Like, and that was his whole thing. Is he was like he would kind of play it up because he's like people would be like I'll race this guy. He's had ten drinks. He's like I've been drinking seven up all night, man. I'm like ready to go. <laughs> like you know. How are we doing time wise, Keith? We're gonna be hitting five questions in like a second. No, but like we're like, we're like I wanted five to, minutes. Because like I'm, I wanted to make sure because you guys touched on. Um, you know the pending, uh, the pending, imminent legalization of recreational cannabis consumption, mm-hmm. and 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 you t- we talked about a little bit in the pre-interview. How is that going to work out with with your business, and then that coming, and then that coming legalization? Like, well, if is that we gonna change things, is that going to what's how do you think that's going to what's a, what's what's the future hold for you with with that coming up? Well, I mean, the average statistics say that about 33% of the general population are in the greater right Montreal, now. yeah, in the yeah. greater Montreal area <laughs> are smoking. Oh, no, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. 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 yeah that's I, an accurate stat. I, I was going to say, I was like, it's, it's 6 p.m., like, yeah. checks out. Like, maybe mm-hmm. not in the middle of the day, yeah. but like, yeah, right now it's, <laughs> uh, everybody got home from Surprisingly, um, they're saying that uh, an approximately 40% of additional uh, consumers would at least be open to trying it once legalization right. takes it's effect. It's, it's going to move into, like, beer territory. Yeah. Where you're like... I've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, but it's like if you're going to be able to to get it, like, it's yeah. like it's like if you're well, sort of like, what population drinks beer? You're like, yeah, 80, 90% of the yeah. population well, drinks the same thing. Beer. You're going to go to mm-hmm. a, a government-run establishment. You're going to purchase it, and you'll be allowed to use it in your home. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Legally. You know, we're yeah. eventually so become very uh, conditioned to it, and it's going to be, you know... So second nature, it's not going to be. Yeah. It really won't be counterculture anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what does that mean for you, though? Like well, I mean, in Quebec, anyways, the uh, Quebec government has already said that they're going to be releasing the uh, the SCQ, the Société du Cannabis de Québec, where sure. they're going to be basically monopolizing. Um, as, the they do. <laughs> as, as they do. As they the do. The sale of cannabis. Yeah. The so they're going to handle all the distribution of the cannabis. They've also uh, said that they're going to sell a few accessories, but that they don't want to compete too heavily with the secondary market. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, it's, it's gonna you know, like they're going to have their hands really full yeah. boring cannabis in the first place. Yeah. Super boring accessories. Exactly. But I was going to say, I mean, I know it's a little bit different. With, with cannabis accessories, but I'm just sort of like, it's like you don't get like fancy beer steins at the SAQ. No, as no in you it, don't. Like you just go there and get the thing. Yeah. Like yeah. usually, like your nice bottle you opener and your, like, your, yeah. your filtration, if you have like a wine filtration thing or whatever, like you get yeah, that like at another store. They'll have store. a couple of decanters, they'll have a couple of wine glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going to a party or something, but they don't yeah. have Or uh, a wine dab rig. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, the thing. That, that's <laughs> 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 you know, at the SAQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we're gonna we're, we're assuming the government will try to sell um, some smoking accessories. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna sell a few, and then the, obviously the idea is to just you know continue doing what we're doing. So just you know keep running a, a, a you know proper business model. That's yeah. all, and then basically hope that. You know, there's more and more entrepreneurs that are open-minded to the idea of owning a business, you know, in this space. And we get, you know, a bit of franchisee interest and we can grow throughout Canada. I mean, it's... We've been doing it for 33 years, you know what I mean? So regardless of what's going to happen with... We're going to do what we do. 
You don't yeah, and I don't. I don't like. I mean, obviously, like this is this is just me not not financially invested and just be like, you'll be fine. No, but <laughs> like, no, but I'm just saying. No, but you know I what I mean. I'm like, especially like it's with something like uh, like cannabis, like the accessories are like so. There's so many of them where it's like if I think of like cooking, mm-hmm. you know, like th- there's a big differentiation. You go to the grocery store to get your foods, and then you go to like a cooking store to get the stuff to cook, like your pots and your knives. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, those have never been mashed together like uh, normally. Mm-hmm. So why would this be any different? You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, Stokes is still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, for like sure. you go oh, there. Man, to imagine if Stokes started carrying accessories and shit too, for like specifically for like cannabis. I mean, they already kind of had the name. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be our biggest competitor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stokes. <laughs> We're going to have to look into this. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're like the the product and the consumption of the product are off. Like in when there's a lot of uh, like when you're the consumption when there's so many different accessories and a world of like different ways to consume it. That's a normal thing that those are two different stores. So I don't think yeah. your guys' business model is any in any kind of danger. I guess. Well, I like, really, really hope not. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it does come. It, it is in the hands of our government, right? Yeah. I mean, depending on how many accessories they decide to carry, they could essentially render us useless. Yeah. Uh, you know, which would be extremely unfortunate. I, and I really hope too they're going to respect all the laws that they enforce on us. Yeah. Right? If they just <laughs> oh, well, you know, we're the government, <laughs> so you know, we oh, we're going to add in, you know, subparagraph X here where we can do whatever the hell we want. Unless and the everybody establishment has. is government owned and operated. Well, it, it, at it, which point, concern, the law does not apply. You know what I mean? It's a concern. And absolutely. And I mean, so know, I, I mean, think it's a reasonable We, we operate a clean, organized, proper business model, and I, I hope they do the same way. And and we play by the same rules. Here's the million dollar question, and, and I think maybe you already One actual this. million dollars, guys. Answer this right, yeah. a million oh dollars. God, is it we in do, the briefcase? We do this every episode. In cash. No, really? <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is like, the, we, we build and build to it, and it's like, if you answer wrong, then we just end the podcast. What do you guys yeah. keep the briefcase? Uh, but with, with what you've okay, said about legalization <laughs> and, with, and, and all that stuff, and, what you, and with the current business model... Would the business model remain? Would it would it remain an accessory store, especially because of the yeah the, yeah obviously right because of especially the way that so shy of us opening in a province that um, is giving the distribution rights of recreational cannabis to the private sector. Yeah. Let's say like our business model is staying exactly the same. <laughs> so only in those provinces where we have the opportunity will we be able to uh, couple the sale of actual cannabis with right. our accessories. Okay. So yeah. okay, interesting, cool. That makes sense. And yeah, and and you know you hear a lot of it, uh, talk about like the 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 LPs, the licensed producers, and all that stuff. So I guess that wouldn't really like have an impact on you guys then, or like there wouldn't really be. Well, we, we'd be working with an LP. So yeah. in a province where we would be able to sell cannabis, right. we would need to source that that cannabis from, from an LP. LP, but that's all we're talking hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, there's yes. all hypotheticals, right. you know. Because and and like and you know, these provinces. Enforcing that at a provincial level, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. But if, let's say, we found a franchisee who would like to open up a location in, in Alberta, uh, this is some listeners definitely in something we can do. Uh, if you're in Alberta, I mean, I guess contact uh, contact prohibition. <laughs> Wait, uh, Brandon is the uh, the district manager for all of Upper Canada. Oh, oh man, I really don't <laughs> want to drive to Alberta like every three months. <laughs> we'll go together, man. It'll be a sweet road trip. I'll make some. Nicks. Oh my God, we'll do some family bonding. Family bonding. Oh man, we'll take we'll pictures. Are we back on this? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good, man. Great. You guys are gonna get matching rosary tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. We'll do the cleansing together. It's gonna be my first tattoo ever. So it's gonna be like super swollen. I'm just gonna be like wrapped in. Yeah, but Walter, you don't have any chest hair. You're like you, you're built for getting the rosary tattoos. Suck. 
<laughs> Your tattoos are third. They so hurt, fun. buddy. They yeah, hurt. I'm like, my first tattoo is going to be a fucking... Right on the collarbone. Oh, it's been so good. You're so going to pass out. <laughs> Hold my hand, Brandon. Hold my hand. It's okay. We're cousins. <laughs> and you got two other brothers, right? Well, three other brothers. Three. I got three brothers. There's now. James. And what are the other brothers? I have <laughs> Paul, Paul, James, and Edward. Good name. Yeah, Edward Eddie. Lane. That's the name I was trying to think. Edward Ling is my uh, great... Great grandfather. That's impossible because my great grandfather is Edward, Edward James, and it's not even remotely Wait. a common name. There's Ted. no way we have the same great grandfather. And goes by Ted, right? No, it does not go by Ted. There you go. It's another. He Edward. goes by Dad. No, sorry. He oh, goes by. Now he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He goes by. Uh, okay. Every no, no, Ling Edward lives on, and every other Ling. Right. Should we do five questions? <laughs> yeah, do five, five questions. So we uh, we we wrap this up the, the show. Ex- AKA the most exciting segment. Hey. A lot of people just skip right to this segment. <laughs> I sure hope not. Oh, this is, this is the important part. Not no, no. Okay. Uh, so it's the same. We ask the same three questions of all of our guests. And then we ask. I feel like we should have done our homework on this. No. No, it's better it's if you don't. It would better this way. Yeah. Uh, then we ask a question to you from our previous guest. And then the fifth question is, I'm going to tell you what the fifth question is. It's what question you would like to ask to our future guests. So keep that in mind. Oh, so much pressure. So keep that in mind. Question number one. Question number one. You guys could each answer. Do we, do we like, it's one answer for the both no, of us? No, can each answer. We can each answer. You can both answer. Oh, I like answer. this. Yeah. Okay, aliens, this robots, or fire? That's the question. Aliens, Aliens, robots. robot, or fire? Yep. Robots or fire? Aliens. Definitely aliens. I always say aliens. That's the, good, that's the right answer. I feel like you've always said everything. It's always aliens. <laughs> Next question. Well, no, what? Ro- Ooh. <laughs> No, <laughs> robots is coming in strong second, man. They found this, all like, these, these water. Japanese. They're coming up with these things. They, they man. found this water coming out of the fucking moon around Jupiter, and they're like, "There's gonna be aliens in there and shit." I'm very excited. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, what's your earliest memory? Like, what's the first thing that you remember? Oh, and wow! Remember, and don't and don't stress about it. Like the first thing that pops into your head. If it happened to be like. As a teenager, like, don't worry about it. Like, don't, like, go deep. Wow, this is fucking deep, man. Yeah, I feel like my earliest memory that, like, immediately comes to me would have to be this one time, I don't know, I must have been seven, eight, and I was playing with Legos, and I built what kind of looked like a Gundam out of Legos at the time. Nice. And I remember running downstairs and, like, having my bowl of cereal and, like, putting it in front of my cereal. Random memory. That's a good memory. That's a good good memory. Visceral, you know, you've made it. You made a thing. It's fun. Pop culture reference, good memory. Legos are also cool because, like, I feel that there's like not necessarily that particular memory, but like, when I remember as a kid, when you like put something together that doesn't have like a like instruction manual, but yeah. it still looks like something, you're like, I did this. <laughs> I remember learning how to make a gun, like a convincing gun with Legos. I feel that's like the first time. one. Like, yeah. that, that's like often the first thing <laughs> you build. Like, I want to make a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that thing where you're just sort of like super, super rewarding. <laughs> Brandon, earliest memory? See, I was going to say my mom's womb, but I feel like wow. that's like the, the like most of your guests are going to go back to the womb, like if they don't know what, what to say. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my second memory, and that would be drinking as a child, I must have been eight or nine. Wow. Drinking, finding a leftover Labatt 50. Oh. And drinking it, you know, in the stairs, like in the beer case. Yeah. And choking on a, a, a cigarette. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's disgusting. Yeah. Warm Labatt 50. That's a, oh, you had a rough time. I was playing with Legos. I have a Lego right story, there. and you have a, oh, yeah. like, a choking on story. cigarette butt. Eight, yeah, nine what a link old, for. Eight, nine years old, eight, nine choking years old. on a cigarette butt from a, a, a warm Labatt 50. That I'm was gross. Left. I'm like seven, eight. We're at my aunt and uncle's place, and yeah. my dad's got like... 
three fingers of vodka like in a in a water glass with like with ice in it and shit. Okay. And I'm like, and it's hot. It was like a summer day, and I'm like running around and crap. I'm like, ugh, water. Bang! Like, oh. and, like down like half of it. <laughs> I just like did like a double shot of vodka. Like what the fuck? <laughs> well, after I was choking on the cigarette butt. Yeah. Um, I remember my papa was in the in the kitchen. He's going, "What are you fucking stupid? They're, steal it from the fridge, man! What yeah, are you doing? Like, yeah. What are you? What are you stealing? Even like, the, even oh my god, my grandchild's stupid! You know, like it's just regular beer. It still would have been warm yeah, and gross. It's cold. Like, steal yeah. it from the fridge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's it. Like, I remember when I was a little bit older that we were maybe like 12, 13. It was me and my buddy. He had like a stash of beer that he kept yeah. in in a like there was like a construction site, so he kept it like what? hidden. Yeah, it's my buddy John. It was, yeah, exactly. It was kind of like, but it was just like we're always like, yeah, let's have a beer, and we're just like drinking the warmest, Warm, shitty <laughs> cheapest, shittiest wow. beer that like he got like his older brother or something to buy. We're like, so yeah, sad. beer, but it's just like just out, like <laughs> just room temperature, yeah. and it was like definitely. How, how long ago was this? Was this? A couple of years ago. Dude, it was twenty. <laughs> 20 plus years ago. So it was probably something like disgusting and fucked up like Wildcat. Or yeah, exactly. Or it was probably like, like, yeah, yeah. like Wildcat or maybe Blue Black Label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Label. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Maybe Canadian or something. It was something. It was like cheap garbage and warm and we're like such badass 12 year olds and we're like <laughs> and you're just in your mind you're like beer is gross. <laughs> you're like Remember when you used to have those fruity 40s and like uh, like uh, the, to- the tornado. tornado. Remember tornado? Oh my yeah. god! Tornado. That's that's what I, that's how I started drinking. Is, oh, was tornado. all those like remember those? They were like and and they had like a vodka ice. Oh so, yes, no, not, oh, not yes. Smirnoff ice. It was it was the vodka ice and the poppers. Wait, the, yeah. But they had forties. You could buy forties yes. of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the vodka or, or, and like the, the, and the reason you could buy tor- them in tornado. depths was because. Because actual vodka, Smirnoff, they were high percentage though. Some but actual like Smirnoff, you could only buy at the SAQ because it was a vodka exactly. product. Exactly, it has to be over twelve percent. It has to be yeah. At the SAQ. But it was but also the vodka actual vodka. Was a Labatt product, I believe. But those like. those crap, they're malt. Like yes. it's malt yeah, beverages. Yeah, malt beverages. So yeah. they're just disgusting. Flavored, yeah. like <laughs> throw, they throw up every time. Walter, <laughs> 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 do you want to take your favorite question? Do you remember what it is yet? I'm just no, really. trying to. Tell us about oh, a this time. Oh, this is a great question. This is a great question. I oh, love this question. That's right. I, I was like, <laughs> so, and, and take no offense to it because it could be any any. Oh my god, an offensive question. But, but tell us about a time that you fucked up. That, that I fucked up. up. Yep. I love this question. Oh. I ate and, the and, Lego and gun across the board. <laughs> doesn't have to be a serious fuck up. Doesn't have you know whatever you want. Just a, a, an interest, a fun whatever story comes to your mind. About a time that you fucked up. Time where I fucked up. Hiring I, I, boys. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I remember calling my oh, ex. Sorry, what? <laughs> we're, cousins, we're we're family. It's fine. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh... Yeah, I called I called my ex by my ex's name. Oh, Another ex no. called you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were I, like, I'm I'm engaged now. I'm getting married actually in a month. But oh, like oh, good. With my ex girlfriend, I yeah. called her by my ex girlfriend's name really once. About this. And if I'm not mistaken, I did that in front of her family. Whoa, oh, that's brutal. So that was I, that was pretty bad. I occasionally like I've I've been with uh, I've been married for two years and I've been with my wife total for ten. 14, 15 years. Yeah. And like every now and then, like. You're just sort of like you're like man. It'd be really terrible if I said an ex's name, and then like your mouth is like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And you're like no. And you're like what is happening in my brain? And like, oh my god, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. You're just sort of like you're like why did I think that? And now why is like my mouth so ready to just be like hey? It's like you're, yeah, you're, I you're know. Just, like, it's fucking with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And you're, you, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Your brain is I'm just like you're you. like you know what would be the worst thing for you to do right now? Call her by another name. Like I've been with her for a decade. Why would I do that? You're like, I don't know. But watch your tongue. <laughs> you're just like oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news. Uh, in a month. 
Congratulations. That's, Thanks. Uh, nice June wedding? Yep, June that's, 9th. That's, uh, was, that, was it hard to book the uh, venue for June? Uh, don't ask me. My wife took care uh, of everything. Oh, fuck, man. I, had to, I, 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 I gave I, her carte blanche. I said, listen, I'm going to get a headache. I was on charge of booking my venue, it. and it was a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I, we were shooting for a June wedding. I ended up getting fucking October, man. How long ago <laughs> did you start? How long ago did the booking, though? That must have been. No, no, no. She started last year. Yeah. To nail the June, yeah. you got to go way in advance. Congratulations. That's great. That's great. Congratulations. Congratulations. How long have you been together? Uh, going on three years now. That's nice. That's real nice. Real nice, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a kid. <laughs> exactly. Real nice. Real nice. Real nice. I'm, so I'm trying not to sound like insincere, but I sometimes only have, one, I only have one mode. I'm, I'm yeah. genuinely happy. Real great. Good job, buddy. Great job. What do you have? Kids on the way? Good job. Cool. Good luck. Good luck with that. So, oh, a dad. So that, was, so that was a good fuck up story. Uh, Brandon? Brandon? A good fuck up story. Working, again, for, working we'll, for this guy. No, no, yeah. And asking <laughs> for like previous appointments. Yeah, you know so I mean? like, someday you and me will jump yeah, down we'll, together and we'll exchange a lot of stories about fucking up. I, uh, <laughs> my biggest fuck up when I was a child, probably nine or ten, right after I started drinking Labatt 50. There it is. <laughs> cigarette um, cigarette soaked Labatt 50s. Yeah, yeah, cigarette soaked Labatt 50s. Um, I was eating an orange uh-huh. in the kitchen one day. So my hands were all slippery and my little brother Paul was driving me nuts. He was, I don't know, man. He was, he was busting balls, man. We were kids. And for some reason, I was cutting the orange with a steak knife. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was young and drinking, and yeah. I don't know. So I was cutting this orange with a steak knife, and Paul was, like, busting balls, busting balls. And I turned around, and I pretended to throw the knife at him. But, but since my hands yeah. were full of no orange, oh. the knife flew out of my hands. And I swear to you... Hit him between the eyes. No, oh, I swear, I swear, I swear to you. You can ask Paul. He's. Uh, you can ask Chris. He's met Paul. Like between the eyebrows. <laughs> I swear to God, Walter. Wow. Right, and he's running around with the knife in his hand. No, God, I gotta it was stuck in there. It was stuck. Oh man. my God. It went in like like. I, Is I that why he has a lazy <laughs> eye? No, that's. Not <laughs> 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 he does not have yeah. a lazy eye. <laughs> He has a lazy forehead. Yeah. I was going to be like, balls. and Brandon is still grounded. Right now. <laughs> I got to go home gr- soon, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. He's a grown-ass <laughs> man, and he is still, still grounded. And he's he- still not allowed to, t- t- to touch steak yeah, knives. I, I, I can't touch knives. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom has to come to my house and cut my steak for me. So, yeah, man. So, Paul. Uh, but, what, what Paul was, he, but what was the punishment on that? That must have been severe. No, no. He, I tackled him, pulled it out of his head, and told him, bro, if you tell shut mom up. or dad, you, <laughs> you die next time. Like, <laughs> You know what kind of aim I got with this guy? You'll be dead. Don't make me do it again, buddy. I feel like somehow he would have also somehow gotten into trouble too a little bit. For what he, he tried to kill me once with, you know one of those big metal stools? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, like if you guys like have those a, like in your household. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a shop stool. heavy stools. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It was a Tuesday, and he was running around the house and trying to kill me like usual. And we're running around Tuesdays. the kitchen table. Yeah, that was a good Tuesday. And he's running around trying to swing this metal stool at me, and, and I go, and I hide, I hide in the bathroom. So I shut the door, I locked the door, and the fucking stool just comes through the door. Wow. All four, like, all four <laughs> legs through the door and stop, like, I don't know, man, an inch and a half from, like, you were basically face. You were basically in The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stooled him in, and I almost died. And then I opened the door with the stool hanging in the door, and it was, yeah. Again, I was playing with Legos. You guys we were playing with murder, nice. bro. We were yeah. playing with the game of life. <laughs> um... Question four from last Vance. Guess, or guess Vance, who's a Montreal comedian. Yep. Uh, he wants to know, if you were to do one thing in this world without getting paid, like for the rest of your life, 
What like would it be? Career wise? Yeah, this well, no, question no, no, comes from a Montreal comedian who, free, uh, you know, and we tend to, as a Montreal comic, necessarily. especially working in English, you tend to do a lot of unpaid gigs uh, coming but, like, but exactly. So, like, not necessarily career, but like passion wise. Like, you, you could still potentially say, like, work at a depth, but like, still devote most of your time to this one thing. So, it's like, it's never, ever going to pay off financially, mm-hmm. but you're still going to devote a lot of your time to it. Uh, probably racing cars. For me, it would probably be racing cars. And I have to say, very close second would be being a comedian. Oh. Two story. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be really cool, cool yeah. Do you, do you have any, like, uh, history in either? Or? No, not at all. No? <laughs> no, no It's just two things that I find no very, very interesting. Or anything, or? Sorry? You've never hopped on, like, an open mic or anything? I would be totally down to try, actually. You should. Yeah, no. okay. I'd be really down. Like this guy, talk, talk to this guy. I could point you in the direction of a few, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be very curious to try it, actually, so. That's funny that you said that because... Um, well, okay, we'll say it. We, me and Chris, like, our lives are funny. For some reason, f- crazy with our jobs and stuff, crazy things happen. Yeah. To the point that we decided we – how could I explain this? We, basically, we, we, we started a YouTube channel. All right. Very, very recently. a YouTube like, channel? Well, we, 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 we just, shot, just we started one episode. It's yeah, yeah. Not, See, this is, we just this is the plug here. This is, this is the plug. plug. So we started a YouTube channel. Fuck the channel. whole store thing. Like, but <laughs> 17 <laughs> locations. No, you guys got a YouTube you channel. You guys got a YouTube <laughs> channel? <laughs> with no, no, one we don't video? like we, 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 we got zero followers. Like, probably a negative followers. Yeah, right like, we just just started this. We're probably the only YouTube channel with negative followers right now. Well, we're going to link to it on this, first of all. Then you're going to get two. And basically, what smoke we do, after dark. Smoking after dark, and uh, we just shoot the shit like we're doing here right now. Nice. Uh, basically, we recap our days. We talk about you know marketing. We talk about the company. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We do videos on you know how to videos, how to use product. Uh, we do educational videos on you know how. You uh, said there was one video. There is one. We filmed one. I was going to say, it's not out yet. It's still yeah, this, yet. this yeah, is kind yeah, of yeah. the vision. <laughs> I was like, you named a lot of videos. <laughs> no, no, no. This is because it, it's all the idea behind it. Right, right, right. And um, if you want. This is a sneak peek. peek. It's a sneak peek. There you go. So quick story. We filmed our first video about three weeks ago, and we we're filming a video on how to roll. And, uh, you know, so there was a lot of Yeah, sorry, contextual, just to contextualize, we told our partner, who's also, like, our videographer and editor, you know, like, when we got him What's on board, like, listen. plug him? What's his name? Uh, I'm sorry, his Your name is John. John what? Uh, Galino. Cool. All right. And uh, so, anyways, I was talking to John, and uh, I, I was telling John, like, listen, you know, like, I promise you, just roll the camera and funny things are going to happen, yeah. you know? So he's like, listen, we've got to have some sort of direction. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We have direction. I'm just telling you, you know, don't be surprised if something funny happens. No. So next thing you know, we're rolling, you know, uh, a video on how to roll you're a joint. You're rolling and you're rolling, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, we start lighting these joints sure. and we start hotboxing our conference room. So, you know, the smoke detector goes off. Oh, so <laughs> camera's still rolling. How did you rolling. not anticipate that? Well, you know, we were oh, really oh, high yeah, and we were thinking. That's a really in, stupid question. In our, de- I just, in our defense, no, in our I defense, like, my head just like tilted, <laughs> being like, "Come on!" Walter. No, in our, in our defense, the smoke detector wasn't actually in the conference room. It was in the reception area that's in front of the conference okay, room. Okay, fair enough. And we lit an incense stick to kind of help with the smell for the next day. <laughs> and the incense stick was right under the it smoke was the detector. Incense stick. You know, know what I mean? We've been, we've been smoking so slightly during the night. We forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it starts ringing. So we we kind of like start fanning it, and it goes off. 
off and we go back to rolling. And all of a sudden, you know, I get a call on my cell phone and it's the alarm company. And the guy's yelling at me on the phone, like yelling at me while we're filming. And I'm like, why are you yelling? What's, what's the problem? He's like, I'm here. well, I'm, s- I'm, you know, I sent, you know, the fire, the firemen are on their way. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I had to call the fire station because you guys weren't answering the phone. I'm like, that's not true. You called me once. It's the first time I answered. You know, I was calling. The first episode? This yeah, yeah. So he's like, no, I called this number. I'm like, that's not oh, a valid number. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, as I'm speaking to the guy, I hear so the sirens the in the back. The sirens are louder. Coming down Korea Bell and Laval, man. Louder yeah, yeah. and louder. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so we we leave this the conference room now, baked with the videographer <laughs> filming, with the mic still you know under my shirt, and this I have to go out and yeah. talk to the firemen and tell them you know there's no fire here, you That's know amazing. please leave like with these five fire trucks just parked in front of the store. They it was just crazy. Were, were they pissed or anything? Or well, uh, they weren't too happy. No, no shit. we tried to explain it to them, but, but that was weird that they sent the fire trucks right away like that. Like, like no, but right those, those, oh, that's a very quick response time. That's what you pay for, though. Oh yeah. Look, I will say they are on the ball. They thought there was a fire fire because of the yeah. Yeah, but like, imagine the if there was a, if there was a real fire, you would not have wanted them it's to not like. The fire you'd be like, oh, I can't get a hold of you. I'm sending. It's not the fire department's fault for like showing up early. It's no, like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's the, the people. It's the alarm company. Yeah, but even then, like, yeah. like, like, I mean, maybe they had the bad number on file. But I was like, if it was a real fire, you wouldn't be like, man, they came yep. so quick. No, no, for sure. <laughs> you know, but like, no, the security, honestly, the kudos to the fire. Has access to the cameras, right? Yeah. Oh, log into the cameras, bro. You got a bunch of guys hotboxing a conference room. You know, that's not out of common. You know, all I really want to know. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I have a rolling when? question. I have a rolling question. Okay. Re- oh, you have just a question about the how about, how about you, the episode? Hey, wait a second. How about you watch the episode and see if your question still no. applies? Maybe they've <laughs> already answered it. No, because it's a real quick one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> just start with the filter in or the filter out. Like, I always Ooh, start with the Filter in. Filter in. Filter yeah, in. Filter in. Yeah, you got it. I don't understand. <laughs> you want to laugh? Our first yeah. episode was all about filter in or filter. I yeah. hate. I hate watching <laughs> someone roll a joint and then at the very end, like, just if I could just fit the filter, and then like they get like roll this title. You f- it's like fool. Like, 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 you should have put it in earlier. Threading the fucking needle. It's like just start with the fucking filter. Man. What are you doing? Sorry. I'm gonna float out an point. idea for our listeners because whatever we're too busy. I, a great idea. Do you have another spin-off podcast in the works here? No, no, no. I was going to say a great name. A great name for like, especially, especially with marijuana about to be legalized. But you know, they have those like beer tasting shows or whatever. If you had a like a pot trying show, a great name for it would be Smoke Detectors. It's <laughs> actually really good. Right? Yeah, I like it's that. Really good. <laughs> uh, it's a good really joke. It's a good. We got to beat Keith senseless after this, so he forgets that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go trademark it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Jump, jump in on that. Uh, Brandon, Finally, tell us, tell us about a time you fucked up. Oh no, no, no you already no, did. We did. Uh, if yeah, you're gonna do one thing without getting paid, without getting paid, that's the one. Well, it would be the whole YouTube channel thing, man. It's really like as cheesy as it sounds, but it's really cool. Um, I get to do what I do as a living, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to put food on my table, what I, I'm truly passionate about, and we kind of get to incorporate that at night, uh, you know, me and Chris, we're, we're buddies outside of work, so you get to smoke up, shoot the shit with a couple of guys, and you just kind of relax, and you... you Basically, you know exactly you what you guys have with this show, right? Yeah. Like, you guys don't consider thing, this man. work. You guys are just kind of hanging out in a yeah. pub. Yeah, you get ga- the same thing. We want to do I mean, we take it, with but we take it seriously, Of though. course we you do. do. But it's, it's very enjoyable. I mean, I mean, not super seriously. I mean, but we've done, it, we've done it for, like, six, seven years. And yeah. like, Has the fire department showed up in seven years? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think no, we had anything comparable to that. We've just had some homeless people show up on the show. Homeless people. We've had lost episodes. We had an episode once with a comic who wouldn't let us release the episode. Because of legal because of a pending lawsuit or because he was like suing his like insurance company for like hundreds of thousands. 
thousands of dollars. Which he and, got, though. Which he did get. But we and he was like, "You guys can't put this episode out. Oh, they're use cool. it. They're gonna use it against me." As oh, yeah. like, cool. oh my god! I want to know who it is now. Oh uh, yeah. Well, he was like, he was a. Uh, I think you guys would have liked him actually, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he's been on the episode. He's been on the show a couple of times. But yeah, there's a lost episode. I used to run there. a show with this guy called All the Chicken, and it was out of his like dorm apartment when he was going to McGill, and we would charge five dollars at the door. And I would make as many chicken cutlets as I could. And it was a night of storytelling comedy in a guy's apartment where he could eat as much chicken as he wanted. And we were selling beers out of the fridge. <laughs> and then we donated all the money. <laughs> this is so stupid. We donated, we donated all the money to a chicken charity. <laughs> a what? <laughs> What do you mean there's a chicken charity? We're like, like we could only do this show. We're like, we could only do this show if we're pretending okay. like we're not making money. We're like, we can't say that we're making money. We gotta donate all the profits <laughs> to a chicken charity. I was like, dude, what the fuck is a chicken charity? That's not a thing. And then like sure enough, I was like, we, we ran, like, farming or we, whatever, we ran right? like four or five shows and we had like eighty dollars total <laughs> from like <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna find the chicken charity." <laughs> and Stevie found yeah, the chicken yeah. charity, and it was like, so like to let the chickens like run around like free range chickens and shit, like like liberate the. Chickens. All right, boys, we got that eighty dollars. Chickens are gonna run free. And I must have bought at least eighty dollars a chicken over the over the span of this show, man. There was like yeah, so well, many chickens thing that, that died for. So the basically, you generated money for <laughs> chickens, for chickens by, by, by selling chickens. By selling dead chickens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yo, that's fucked up. Walter, whenever, whenever you enter into the world of feeding your audience, I feel you always like cut into your profit heavily. <laughs> always, always, yeah. Like, no, he, I, no, he does it repeatedly. He's like, you know, what would be a really good idea show, for a like, show if I feed if I feed the everybody. Entire audience. This can't possibly and then charge cost five dollars. Like, I mean, how much does a breakfast cost, man? If you go out for breakfast, cost ten fifty dollars. I came, gonna, I came out easy. We're gonna for do the it for five. Show. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna do it for five, and yeah. there's comedy. <laughs> five plus comedy. For the four twenty show, I dropped about thirty five bucks. I went to the uh, Dollarama. I dropped about thirty five bucks at Dollarama. Well placed thirty five dollars, not yeah. just like anything. Like I really spread <laughs> it out properly. And it was a, it was a nice it was a nice snack arrangement there for the for, for the four twenty show. I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, so now, yeah, now question number five is: What question do you want to ask yeah. to our future guest? Not knowing who it is, obviously Vance did not know you guys were gonna be here. I feel like I feel like as cliche as it is, it has to be related to cannabis please, somehow. Should please, for God's sake, we don't have a lot right. Of, we don't. We don't, we don't get a lot of. Uh, yeah, we don't Despite get a lot. Of okay, so how about how about as a question? Uh, do you smoke weed? And if you do, how do you prefer to smoke it? Uh, Brandon, are you good with that? Yeah, I'm cool. With that. You cool with that? My, well, you want to get, get, get here? I have one slight concern, just and because like if the the answer to the first part of the question is, is no, no, no yeah, then, then, then that's no. the end yeah, of that there question. Goes question. Yeah, five. Um, you can, when, how about you, when it's legalized? Would you try it if it's a no? I was gonna say. What would be your preferred method of consumption? Maybe. Yeah. Or Something just like regardless, yeah, exactly regardless of whether or not you smoke, what is the coolest way to smoke weed? Or consume. Yeah. You have, yeah. Like, you how, about, how about just consume it? How about just consume Yeah, it? what is the coolest way to consume weed? Because that doesn't necessarily imply you smoke or not. Okay, Done. what's the coolest way to consume cannabis and why? Yeah, that's fair. Bring in your personal experience or not. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So that Yeah, even, regardless. So even if they're like, they never smoke weed, they have to have an opinion. Like, how, if, like if, I don't smoke, like, cigarettes, but I'm like, if you're going to smoke it, you want to, like, hold it inside like you're in the army. 
so that the cherry's pointed in so you can't get shot by snipers. And then you're like, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, it's a sniper thing? I thought that was a like, cop <laughs> huh? I, I thought that was like a walking down St. Catherine Street like at 4 o'clock. Apparently it's a World War One situation because you'd have to go out of the trench. Like, I, I, and you always look so and you absolutely don't want to have a little like Nobody, yeah, you a little floating white. red cherry. Hey, guys, oh. hey, let's shoot at that. I, I love that method. The, the, <laughs> hey guys, the cherry in the palm method. Because like, nothing looks more discreet than just walking down the street in the middle of the day <laughs> looking like you're talking about really delicious food being hey. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good bit for a podcast, yeah. So what's the coolest <laughs> way to consume cannabis? Yeah. And why? And oh, why? oh. so here's the thing. So then we actually sort of go through our answers. Keith, why don't you answer this one first? Uh, what's, what's your coolest way? The coolest way to consume cannabis. Turning your actual spouse into a living bong. <laughs> like a Dexter situation? It works, like, if you draw oh hard enough. Enough. <laughs> it works if you draw hard enough. Do you guys know what the beaver bong is? I, I just figured it out. I mean, I out. figured it out from what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For, the view, for anybody listening who doesn't know what the beaver bong that's, is that's, right now. That's Google the gag it. I was hinting at. Oh, okay. But I feel like I don't want to Google that. Yeah. I was gonna How say, hard do you have to draw, I was like, That's what I want to like, know. Like, you're just, like, inhaling, like, super, like, the person's turning inside out. Like, it's, um, there's different methods of consumption. Um... Well, it's like when you go to like exotic, like it's like yeah. when you go to exotic, like like uh, strip club. I once, so I like I once went to a, a porn trade show, like an adult trade show in Berlin, right? And I saw a lady, uh, you know, demonstrating some talents, which included inhaling and exhaling, like sort of like toking a cigar, yeah, with like her. Something nether, happens with her nether regions with her her her. So her is that, I feel like yeah, I feel like yeah. what you're hinting at is. is I'm shocked in Berlin. No, but I hear. I feel like at, what at a trade I feel show. Like, no, like what you're suggesting is something along those lines. Yes. Are we? But, but, but we've seen her. Eh? I <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, they could be. It's a good thing about. It would be good for only vaguely knowing a family member, as you can openly talk about queefs, queefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing cooch <laughs> jokes. Um, <laughs> I, I was I, gonna say. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily the coolest, but when Sarah, Sarah and I got uh, super drunk on a Jamaica day excursion and decided that we were oh, going to... fuck, I wasn't on that one with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on, the one really wanted to go on, we went on a catamaran ride and just got, like, plastered. It was kind of a cloudy day. We were, like, it was mostly old people uh, <laughs> on the catamaran. We met one other couple that was, like, in their, like, late 20s, early 30s, and we were just, like, we are partying and we're going <laughs> to get hammered and we just got got obliterated they were like we're gonna stop in the town and like do some shopping and sarah was just like obliterated we really wanted to buy an expensive bottle of appleton like a like an 18 something plus year yeah. bottle of appleton <laughs> your marks no because it's fucking delicious yeah. anyway and then sarah was also like bought um she was like she wanted she wanted a pipe because she was like if i want to smoke did she bring it back with her the pipe, absolutely. But she didn't touch it there. No, she didn't touch it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As soon any. as you like, I feel like yeah, as soon as you like, <laughs> you don't want any like, like any buildup or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. She was like, absolutely not going to use it in Jamaica. But yeah, so she bought the pipe, and because she was like, if ever I do want to smoke, it's usually immediately before going to bed, and I don't feel like. Was it in the shape of like a Rastafarian with his dick out? Because a lot of pipes are that shape. Yeah. Anyway, and she was like, so she was on on a hunt even before we got to Jamaica of like for like a pipe that like suited her and <laughs> finally we were in this in this like jamaican souvenir shop or whatever sure, and it's yes. really cute i'll show it to you when you come over she got it's like it's a little it's a little like painted elephant oh 
It's like classy. Yeah, that's it. And like the like the, the trunk, the, the pipe parts of the trunk, and then you like and pack the, the, you like the, pack the it in behind the ears, kind of thing. <laughs> well, like, smoking out of the, the the elephant's asshole. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna say I don't know if it's necessarily the coolest, but I'm like it's still adorable. Like it's like it's very rare that you have like a pipe that like usually shaped pipes are like mm, shitty. Yeah. Like this, like you could literally put on your like if you put it on your shelf, you'd be like, oh, what a nice little like. A nice little glass piece. Like it's a cute little elephant. It's got like stripe painting on it and stuff. Like it's super not daggy. And I was like, this is a really cool pipe. Animals are very in right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, no, exactly. So that's it. But it was just like the whole story of her, and then her just like with the Appleton and with the pipe and whatever, and just like obliterated drunk, just like just bargaining and like negotiating haggling (laughs) and she was just like like barely able to stand she's like no and then like whatever and then like uh, the 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 old like the jamaican woman like running the shop which is sort of like with with, like without us i missed this without us asking was just sort of like here's a bunch of keychains yeah (laughs) and we're just like all right yeah (laughs) we're gonna take all these keychains no, I think uh. we gave them to people on the bus. <laughs> we were like people on the excursion. We're like, we just got a bunch of keychains. Key Here you go. <laughs> now you guys got. Super I want to. Yeah, we got to do a follow up episode because like I want to talk to you guys about all kinds of other stuff. But we're at the end of the show here. Yeah. We wrap uh, well, Walter, what's the coolest way to uh, consume cannabis? Which is you knew this question was coolest coming. way or coolest way your shit. favorite way your favorite My way coolest. favorite coolest. Uh, I, I kind of go through like I, I'll, I'll go through kicks like where like I'll just be like I thought you were just gonna be, I, I thought you were just gonna be like, a, so like it doesn't matter as long as I'm cooking. <laughs> I do like smoking and cooking, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I mean like I I, I got to like keep discreet, sort of semi discreet around the house. So like I like now I'm so like just using a little glass pipe. That's not the coolest way. I don't know, man. Fuck. Like, there's so many new it changes. That's the other thing that's, that's that, that, that I think is crazy is that like we're in a golden age of there just being like a million and one ways to consume <laughs> this stuff, right? Mm. Like, yep. I mean, like I, did, I never. I mean, how long have fucking dabs been around and shit? Like, it's very long, recently, re- right? Like that's such a recent thing, and that it's like you know, it's like it, like you know, the future's not gonna have fucking jetpacks. It's gonna have dabs. <laughs> like that's what the future's really gonna be about. It's just novel dabs, ways. Dabs is, like, is fully is fully a thing where like. I think, dab, like, I think dabs. But is I, but, but I, just, I, I just I look at that and I'm just sort of like I'm like kids. Well, even you know, like I'm just sort of like you're like it's just like, you're not even enjoying it. You're just, <laughs> you're just getting so high so fast. Even though, back in my day, <laughs> yeah, first, exactly. First time I did a dab, I saw a grid pattern in my vision, and, and then I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> threw up. That was the first time I, I had been drinking all day, so it was my fault. But like that was no, my first it, time. And like, I was like, like, I can't like, do this shit. This dabs, is not for me. Dabs are like the equivalent of like when you go to a bar and you see like this like. like like young kid, like just like line up like a row of yeah, shots, and you're like, yeah. and you're just sort of like, no, I'm gonna buy like a or, like a or, nice, or no, a nice bourbon yet. and enjoy myself. We're gonna get somewhere we'll get into the same zone, alcohol from but like you're just like running like, there, you know, <laughs> like the like, alcohol, ninety four percent, like yeah, liquor, exactly. like it'd be like it's getting like, the shit like that. Yeah, you're just sort of like, mm-hmm. like yeah. So like, once in a while, one time, thing, to be one time, I used to live just to be sure, just to be sure. Yeah, exactly. My wife, make sure you remember how to do it. My wife, you gotta get the rig. His wife. Walter's wife and I used to be roommates. We're really gonna wrap up, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna finish it up. But it was a, his wife and I used to be roommates, and we had a we had a big party, and there was a kid who was like 17 years old. Drank, wh- I know this story. Yeah, exactly. Who like but like went into the freezer, found our Everybody's bottle. Booze, yeah. Well, found our bottle of vodka. Me and Raz's yeah. bottle of vodka. Killed it. And then just like, well, not killed it, but drank easily like three quarters of it. Being like, I'm 17 and I want to get messed up. Did he? And just, this is the kid that threw everybody's shoes on the street. 
No, actually. Oh, those are this parties, is the kid yeah. who, like, we fucking died in the bathtub. Blacked out, fell down the stairs, blacked yeah. out again, found in the bathroom. We need to call the cops because Joe Raz alcohol helped, poisoning. Eh? I think Joe Raz helped. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people helped. That it's my father in law. <laughs> yeah. But either way, but I'm like, but that's like, like, dabs are just sort of like, I'm chugging vodka, I'm going to get wasted. And you're like, no, man. Cool, like, slow your roll. Like, just <laughs> like, it's cool. You're going to, like, you can just, you can enjoy the trip. To getting that stoned, you don't need to sprint. Not that he wants to finish it right now. Yeah, you don't want. You don't need to sprint to getting that stoned and do it so fast. That's some my pe- opinion. Some people are sprinters. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, so this is where you guys invite us back, right? Oh, hundred percent. Because like Cheers. I want to talk about Jamaica and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, Have you guys been to Jamaica? What is? No. I mean, obviously, I guess Chris, Jamaica ever. Sorry, you been to Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that next. I was going to say, the, I guess the easiest way for our listeners to find out where the locations would probably be your website. Yeah, this is... To, this to is find out which, yep. which of the 17 prohibition locations is closest to you, prohibition.com. That's a great website. Is there a store did, did you buy it from someone? We did. I feel like, uh, I feel like someone had We got lucky. Uh, it wasn't being used for anything, so uh, okay, we were able to buy that's it. A, that's yeah. like, that's, that seems like a pretty like, easy... Yeah, like, so you didn't have to be like, prohibition cannabis. Or, exactly. Like, no prohibition. That's pretty cool, too, because we got... Com, Instagram, pro, at prohibition. Exactly. Facebook, nice. prohibition, Twitter. Good prohibition. Gets, good, good gets. Good gets all around. And is, yeah. there any, like, is there a... For all our listeners in... Uh, where's the news place there? The, the, the New Express location. Yeah, St. Eustache. Yeah. So yeah, and, and is there anything else? Any any, any other way that you want? Uh, listeners I mean, I guess to I guess watch your upcoming uh, smoking. Or yeah, tell us about the the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, well, stay tuned. Pay attention for it. But that's gonna happen. Can that's can gonna happen around the corner. One hundred. Of course, of course, that'd be awesome. One hundred percent. I'll manage to get Keith the smoke for in a rare occasion. I'll rare manage occasion. to get Keith the smoke, and then and it'll be great. hundred <laughs> percent. I was gonna say or I'll show up on my favorite drugs. And then we'll be on very different pages. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's not, that's not, this shit's about Keith. This shit's on the ground. It's on the ground, Keith. I want to hear about your bullshit fucking designer club drug. This shit's from the ground. This nature provided. We've been Keith Eisman and Walter Ling, and these are our guests. Chris Manillo and Manillo? Yeah, Manillo. Manillo, got Manillo it. Manillo and uh, my cousin, Keith, Brandon I was going to say, plank on his name. Hey, yeah, sir. Brother from another the, mother. Hey. Uh, Close, but why not? Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, too so far, too far. Still, still to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.